1: Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 17, Episode 10, the one we have all been waiting for. The Knife in the Kidneys.
1: The Knife in the Kidneys. They should have done the correct spelling for these. I feel like it would have had more impact.
2: (laughs) This one, it was an okay episode. I don't want to talk down about it. I just feel like they really gave us a lot of Knife in the Kidney previews. And in a way that ruined it a little
1: bit. It's the episode that's been foretold for quite some time now. It was in the pre-season preview before we even got into this, and then they really dragged out the conversation.
2: I guess that's what it was. This could have been a one-part combo on the porch. We didn't need it to be broken into two parts, although it does do a very good job of showing us the true colors of some of the, the wives and obviously Cody, but we already knew what his colors were, right? But all in all, it felt a little belabored. Can you imagine... How long the episode is going to be when we have to watch McKelty give birth to twins? Talking about labor.
1: I don't think we're going to need to make the episode any longer. Hopefully they'll learn that.
2: <laughs> I think it's going to be like a full 45 minutes just of the birth.
1: No, I really I really hope not, though. Because we did heard. well, it was over 24 hours in labor that we saw this season. That was this season, right? I'm blanking <laughs> out.
2: Can you believe we're at episode 10 and there is no end in sight yet?
1: Well, I know we left off last season with a cliffhanger of, does Janelle have COVID? So maybe we'll do the same thing of Robin's going to the hospital. Does she have COVID? (laughs) Will she recover?
2: Even though you will see her in the tell-all. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a tell-all this season, but I guess we'll see. There's finally things to tell about. So (laughs) if there was ever a time for a tell-all, the past two seasons have been it. Do you want to hit us with the episode description?
1: Yep. The TLC description for this one is Christine's big announcement that she's leaving in a week causes chouse as the Browns refer to it as Robin questions her future relationship with her former sister wife and Cody explodes as they all try to pick up the pieces Janelle's RV lifestyle hits another obstacle.
2: When I first read that, I thought it said Janelle's RV hits another obstacle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Another flat along the way here.
2: (laughs) Just taking that thing on the road. Don't know what we're about to encounter. Who or what we're running over. (laughs) Just
1: generally referring to it as RV lifestyle obstacles. Pretty much summarizes it for us.
2: I got a little rewrite for us. Let's hear it. Christine's soul leaves her body while Cody monologues about his internal organs. Robin's friendship is rejected by another sister. Wife Ari starts courting and makes Cody proud.
1: She's the only one who makes Cody proud.
2: That's right. Did you say the only child or specifically the only girl? The
1: only one.
2: The only one. Just there is only
1: them Ari.
2: Out of eighteen. Yes. Okay.
1: All that's left.
2: Before we get into the episode, a lot of news going on. The first being the biggest one.
1: Gwen's got a Patreon.
2: Yes, that's it. I was waiting for you to fill that in, and there was like a very long pause.
1: Well, it won't be, because I'm (laughs) going to edit it out.
2: (laughs) So if you're interested in joining Gwen's Patreon, check out the show notes. There's a link there for you to get over on there to see what she's posting. So far, she's got one video up. She's answering a lot of questions. So come on this journey with us. We're there, too.
1: We're there to support her, for sure, 100%. We want nothing but the best for Gwen.
2: The best of the best.
1: Best of the best.
2: The second, and this is big news, there is still room, if you can believe it or not, to join Mary's retreat, which starts later this week.
1: I think there's still going to be some room at the start of the retreat as well, too.
2: So if you have a checkbook and about $6,000 in there ready to go, you might want to send Mary a DM.
1: Because again, that's not going to be your airfare or your transportation to and from the airport which is three hours away from the airport in utah by the way
2: you're right Corey. that does just include your stay at the inn for what was it four days i don't even know if that's correct don't quote us on anything here you're going to want to do your research head over to lizzieheritagein.com
1: you missed your deadline anyway it's over just let it go i'm pretty sure she's still taking applications at this point she's going to review these and speed those through while she's sitting on the beach in barbados where is she She was
2: in Mexico, of course.
1: Mexico, as Cody says.
2: She's done a lot of time preparing for this retreat, given the fact that she's been on a 20-day road trip.
1: Obviously, loads of content that are going to come from this. And (laughs) she's setting a very jet-setting lifestyle. That's the inspiration for all of this empowerment that she's going to bestow upon the foolish few who have applied to partake. I'm not as supportive as Mary's endeavors as I am of Gwen's, in case you were wondering.
2: <laughs> if you want to see too, there's been quite the backlash to Mary throwing an empowerment-themed retreat as she depowers where <laughs> the word I'm going for there. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Lost you on that train of thought, huh? I have a feeling that maybe the vetting is a little less intensive as it was originally. So who knows? Maybe this is your chance.
1: That was what I suspected, right, was going to happen was there was going to be an initial rush of applications and then they just kind of trail off, especially if she starts rejecting people.
2: I'm not sure if it's that there was a lack of people who entered because it's kind of like a sweepstakes because you have to win your chance to attend or if it's just nobody had this amount of money to come up with in such a short period of time.
1: Well, that. Is probably a big part of it, why people didn't apply, which then means that there wasn't a lot of people who were applying for this.
2: I just have a feeling there was no payment plan option.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. She wants those checks paid in full before you enter the inn.
2: Before you are able to experience what she has planned for the weekend. And the last thing before we get into the episode this week, we have another voicemail from one of our legal wives on Patreon. Hey, Harley and Corey, this is Legal Wife Jen. And my question for you this week is, much like the caller last week asked what would be or how the show would end, my question is, once Christine's gone, once we think Janelle has gone, Mary's off in Mexico doing LuLaRoe, how do you think Cody will want the show to continue? What
0: more can he give us other than this abusive personality Will it be more Brian Colwell? Because no one wants that. Will it be more Mary and Jen Fridays with Friends? What will Cody try to do to get more money out of TLC?
2: Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for sending in that voicemail, Jen. How will Cody want the show to continue? And what will Cody try to do to get more money out of TLC? These are great questions.
2: So if I'm understanding this assumption is that we now only have Cody and... Robin-based
1: storylines. And probably Mary in the background.
2: Whatever. She's always. whenever
1: she can pop in.
2: Lurking around.
1: Well, we know what Mary's plan is to make money, but it's not really TLC related, but we've kind of got her pegged. So I guess she doesn't see too much of a future in the show. More than one
2: income stream. That's okay. Yeah,
1: I guess. Yeah. She's gone the full route here of the snake oil salesman approach. (laughs) Traveling show.
2: Here's what I am envisioning. Cody tries to repair his relationships with the family. This becomes a storyline. He begins seeing a therapist. We see these regular meetings with the therapist, but it's more, I don't want to say someone who's more professional than Nancy or Pat, but that's where I'm going with it. Maybe we have a little bit more of like a Sopranos type therapy session going on where we're seeing more of the conversation between Cody and this person, except he consistently does not take the therapist's advice.
1: That's kind of what we've experienced so far in the series as well, too. Anytime there's professional advice, marriage counseling support that's given from the show falls on deaf ears with Cody.
2: So that's what I'm imagining is going on with Cody. Then Aurora and Brianna enter the courting
1: scene. Oh, God. Yeah. forgot about that.
2: (laughs) We get to see Cody in full dad with daughter's dating mode, except we're going to hear a whole lot about purity still. Purity culture. You hate this. You hate this. I so just hate them. Let's just <laughs> I <was gonna> say, <laughs> to, Let's to just make it clear to TLC we don't want to see this. Yeah,
1: nobody wants to see this.
2: Okay, but ready. I want to see this third part. Robin attempts to get a real job, and we get to watch her go to work. But she goes like full Lucy Ricardo in the chocolate factory.
1: Oh, I was going to say it's like an episode of Undercover Boss. <laughs> <laughs> where She goes in and has no idea what she's doing.
2: Well, of course, that's what's going to be oh, yeah. what's happening. Maybe
1: with better hair, though. Better wig <laughs> situation, probably, than Undercover Boss. I'll give her that.
2: How come we never got to see Robin go undercover on Undercover Boss into my sister wife's closet?
1: <laughs> these are such beautiful designs. Who makes these? Who comes up with the the picture? I mean, pictures? What a lost opportunity. <laughs> Maybe that's what they can do. They can circle back on that, on My Sister Wife's Closet. They can finally finish updating the website, pull the construction tape down, and get some orders going again.
2: Did you have any ideas? Sister Wife's Closet, okay. I just said. Yeah, going for we it. I we've watched enough of My Sister Wife's Closet.
1: No, 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 I'm not done. You're that, not done? That's a deep well. <laughs> we got plenty of reserves in there.
2: Thank you again, Jen. Loved that question. As a reminder, if you are all interested, you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod and join what we call our virtual cul-de-sac.
1: Right, and just remember, every dollar you pledge makes us just a little bit more successful than My Sister Wife's Closet. Huge thanks to all of our patrons out there, except for the basement wife tier.
2: Can we talk about the opening segment of this episode
1: the trap beats yes <laughs> for robin's demo tape
2: i couldn't even think straight as i <laughs> robin's demo tape i couldn't even think straight as i was trying to say that because i was just remembering the feelings that i felt watching it
1: yeah what's the name of robin's demo tape goiter spitting fire <laughs> this goiter's on fire <laughs> yeah we're starting there we're starting low we set the bar real low Right out the gate.
2: Not only was that like very, it really shook me, right? Because we don't typically hear that type of musical backing on the show, but also it didn't fit where we left off last episode, which is that everybody's at each other's throats on the porch.
1: It's mostly just Cody and Christine going at it. Robin threw her throat in there a little bit as well, too, but not so much Janelle, not so much Mary. But we're continuing the conversation if you want to call it a conversation. From last week at Christine's house on the back porch, just reiterating again where we are. It's not working out. I'm going to leave. This house is sold. It's under contract. I'm leaving in a week. Goodbye and good luck.
2: We're for some reason still talking about the move to Utah, and I loved that Christine finally took the opportunity to confront Cody about that conversation last season when she went to him and said she was thinking about moving to Utah, and he seemed totally into it convinced her to bring it to the sister wives, and then did not back her at all when the conversation was in front of the
1: group. So I think Cody was trying to use that as the point of, oh, that was when you were talking about leaving because you were talking about moving to Utah already. So is this just a continuation of that? And Christine had to point out, well, you seem to be kind of on board.
2: I did invite
1: you the first time. Yeah, I made that available as an option for the entire family and no one was interested. So took that as a sign maybe this isn't the right fit for me. Because then Mary's still trying to pitch, just look at those mountains. And that was pretty much when Christine came to the realization, I don't ever want to have a relationship with Cody the way that Mary has a relationship with Cody. Wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Definitely not something I want for myself.
2: Did you hear the panic in Robin's voice after Christine said Cody initially agreed with her about moving to Utah?
1: Well, she has to ask Cody immediately. Was that, you did, were you, you said that?
2: (laughs) She is so terrified that he is gonna sell the Shira Chateau and that they're gonna to have to go somewhere. She's not leaving this mansion.
1: She can't go back to mingling with the economy class. <laughs> he's had a taste of the high life here in Flagstaff. He's in it for the long haul. But this is where we start in on Cody's excuses here. His reasoning, why he's so upset. Because he's he doesn't even know why he's so upset. He's still trying to figure it out. And it's kind of Christine's responsibility to help him figure it out because She's causing all this anguish, obviously, being facetious. And the point that we get to is that Cody starts throwing it in Christine's face about how she always said, I'm interested in the family, not the man. And that was always her mantra over all these years. And then the big problem in their marriage was that she didn't make it about the family. She wasn't about the big picture. She was just wanting Cody as the man. And that's against everything that she stood for. But I don't know, do you think Cody realizes that he is quoting Christine inaccurately, even though it was on the intro of every fucking episode for like 10 years?
2: No, no, it, it actually was a good point he was making had that been what she actually said.
1: Oh, yeah, it would have been valid, but he wasn't listening to her even in that.
2: No, because what she said was, I wanted the family. I didn't just want the man
1: just want the man. She didn't just want the man. So she wanted the family in addition to the man.
2: She does want the man.
1: She needs the man.
2: She wants a marriage with the kids, too. The kids and the husband.
1: Missed that part.
2: And she ended up with just the kids and not the husband.
1: And so now Cody's trying to throw that in her face. And it's not working out because that does not hold up.
2: The worst part of it was then he tells her that she only wanted him as a resource for what he could do for her, which I have to say, wasn't that the whole origin story of Robin joining this family?
1: My, my, my. That sounds mighty familiar.
2: (laughs) Because as we know, out of Robin's own goiter, out of her mouth, I know the goiter and the mouth are two different things, but they're pretty much merging at this point, right?
1: Well, maybe the goiter has its own voice that it (laughs) speaks As well.
2: Got its own voice box in there. Yeah. But she's told us many, many times how she had a lot of choices. She had tons of suitors who wanted to marry her and she chose them for what they could do for her and her family.
1: She wasn't interested in Cody at all until she found out about that TLC deal. Then it got interesting. So, of course, this is how Cody is wronged by everything and everyone. It breaks his heart to be so used and abused in this situation. Now it's just over. And he has to deal with that.
2: He does extend a thanks to the basement wife, though. He tells her, thank you for coming to the family. Things were a mess when you joined us. Which is when Mary perks up in this conversation and realizes, he's talking shit about me in front of me. That's where we're at right now.
1: Well, he used to just ignore her completely. So I guess this is a step in the right direction. Now he's taking shots at you in family conversations with the rest of the group.
2: Because as we know... From Robin's number one New York Times bestseller, Becoming Sister Wife. Sister Wives.
1: Well, Just a couple of them. Well, she becomes she Sister Wife singular. She
2: did become Sister Wife. Right. <laughs> we're renaming the novel. <laughs> Maybe that's a sequel.
1: That would be Christine's book <laughs> that she would write in response.
2: But in her New York Times bestseller, we learned about how there was this terrible relationship between Mary and Janelle. They were at each other's throats every day, they couldn't get along. It was miserable for everybody. And so Christine joined the family and she was able to help them communicate better. She brought some some joy and levity to the situation and kind of smoothed things out as best she could.
1: And Mary, looking back on it, admittedly, we were young. We were not fully mature. And I would argue that most of them are probably still not fully emotionally mature adults at all, actually. But Janelle likes to take a moment here to point out Cody's really grasping at straws. He's kind of taking cheap shots at Christine here since she was very obviously about the family. And Janelle is fully aware of that, as is everyone else on the planet at this point.
2: <laughs> I love how Cody and Robin think that they're going to be able to rewrite history for people who've been watching this show for over a decade and that we're going to side with them.
1: Because we don't all live in the she Chateau. We don't get to hear the story perpetuated and re-imprinted on us. We get to see the story that's proposed on national television on a weekly basis.
2: This is the point of the conversation where it looked like Robin was getting hit with a sudden wave of IBS.
1: She started making some sounds too. She's,
2: yeah, she is shifting in her seat. She's going... Ah, ah,
1: getting a little huffy puffy. Yeah, she's having a hard time. She can't think straight anymore. Well, she clearly can't think straight anymore because she's talking about how... In her head, which, again, scary. A danger zone. What is Robin's perception of the world? What is going on between those ears? Scary to think about. But in Robin's head, the way she perceives it, Christine and Cody are still married. So they have a chance of working this out. Just got to talk through it.
2: Except they're not still married because she's already told them they're divorced.
1: Very clearly divorced.
2: Robin has already forgotten where this conversation started today.
1: And if truly... An 11-year-old can grasp that concept within about 20 minutes. I would hope that the rest of the adults in the family will be able to come around to that ideology as well.
2: You would hope so. (laughs) But I don't think we're ever going to get there. Because as we know, Robin was still going on about this at the tell-all, which was filmed in November. Months later, she's still talking about how they're not technically divorced.
1: Denial is the name of that tune. So buckle up, because we're going to hear about it a lot longer. I believe it. But Cody's not looking for a conversation. He's not looking for any sort of reply from Christine. He said his piece and he just wants her to soak in that. (laughs) I missed that the first time. Which I don't know if Cody knows about soaking, which I think we briefly mentioned on the podcast before as part of Mormon culture. It's a phenomena.
2: I don't think he knows about soaking because wouldn't that be a great alternative When he says that he doesn't want to have an intimate relationship with any of his wives anymore.
1: I think Christine's reaction is just proof that they haven't done anything close to soaking or anything uh, (laughs) in quite some time because she starts laughing immediately as well, too.
2: Someone should tell Mary about it.
1: Mary would take anything that she can get at this point. (laughs) I don't know what she's soaking in.
2: (laughs) Marshmallow rice crispy treats. The low blows continue, right? Now he's telling Christine that she's doing them a favor by leaving. So he's no longer a victim. This is like a good thing for him now and the rest of the family. And this was the point of the conversation where I thought somebody should really step in. One of the other sister wives should have been like, look, this is getting, this is escalating, right? We maybe don't need to be throwing mud at one another, especially when Christine really isn't engaging with him when he's trying to, he's trying to pick fights with her and it's not working. So she has to defend herself a little bit by saying, I did like the idea of sister wives, but all of the relationships need to be strong when you're in a situation where you're living plural marriage. And that was not the case with us. I felt like I didn't matter in the big picture, which is what she tells us on the couch.
1: Yeah, and then Cody has to combat that too. He's got excuses for everything because of course there was no big picture for Christine. It was just... You, that was all you wanted me to focus on as your husband was just you, 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 which is wildly inaccurate. She just wanted equality and equity in the relationship.
2: Well, it's just so manipulative of him because he had Christine join the family for what she could do for him and for what she could do for the big picture of the family, which was to fix things between Mary and Janelle and then to raise their kids and to be the yes man, the go to gal. As Robin has put it before. And when she stopped being that, that's when Cody didn't see any utility in her anymore and didn't want to invest in the relationship.
1: So Cody's still trying to figure out where this anger is coming from in him. And it basically boils down to he's feeling rejected after everything that he's done over the years.
2: Not just him, though. He's also feeling like some of his wives and children are being rejected.
1: Yeah. Can
2: we guess who?
1: Particularly. Versa a couple that come to mind. So not just the wives, not just the children, but also Cody then starts accusing Christine of souring his relationship with some of his adult children as well. But Christine has to remind him at this point, no, I think your relationships with your adult children are bad because of COVID because you still don't see eye to eye on a lot of those things. And that's just shed a lot of light on where you stand with them directly.
2: We literally watched these kids come on TV and explain why they felt the way they felt. It was related to COVID. And he's trying to convince us that it's because Christine went behind his back, talked shit to all the kids about him. And that's why they don't like him, because nothing's his fault.
1: So he can't believe it. And he's trying to call bullshit on something that is not actually happening.
2: As we're going through this and we're reading off all the things, all the mud that he has Slung at Christine during this conversation. It's just so obvious that this is a narc rant where he's just blaming literally everything that's going wrong in his life right now on her.
1: Yeah, because then he still can't place his anger as well. He knows he's mad with Christine, but he doesn't know why. Can't find that major reason to fly off the handle yet. (laughs) But we're getting close. We're getting warmer.
2: Christine and Janelle have to introduce him then to a new emotion called grief. Not everything's anger. Right. It might not be
1: anger that you're feeling, Cody, because you're feeling a lot of things and it is probably like sadness and loss as well. That's kind of mixed in there.
2: And that's when he says that he feels like an investor who poured everything into something and it just didn't work.
1: Like my sister wife's closet.
2: Exactly like My Sister Wife's <laughs> Closet. That's the first thing I thought of. Of course. I was like, did he just compare his relationship to their failed family business?
1: To sterling silver inventory?
2: <laughs> but it's the sunk cost fallacy here again, which we know Robin is a strong believer in. So And Mary. And Mary. I guess Cody, too. Here we are talking about it again.
1: The Three Musketeers.
2: The thing that was really disturbing about it, though, was he's talking about his marriage... Like it's like a transaction. Thinking of it like I'm an investor who's poured money, poured everything I had into something. I just thought it was interesting because a lot of the relationships in this situation are transactional, especially the relationship between Christine and Cody in terms of what he's getting from her, which, again, feels a little bit like a narcissist. He had a purpose for Christine until he didn't. And when he didn't, he was ready to discard her. And she caught on that she was being discarded and decided to reject him. And now here we are having a meltdown because of that.
1: Well, and what are all these wonderful things that Cody did all over the span of the entire marriage here where he put in all this effort that he keeps referring to? Cody did all of these wonderful things throughout the marriage. He held Christine's hand. He kissed her, not because he loved her or because he wanted to, but because he had to as his husbandly duty. How
2: romantic!
1: How can you say no to that?
2: (laughs) And then later on in the episode, doesn't he say something about how she never loved him? I'm like, didn't you just tell us that you never loved her? Yeah.
1: So why is that a slight? You guys were even then. What's it matter?
2: Really, that's the the true question. What does it matter at this point?
1: Because then at this point, Cody's out of ammo. He is opening the floor to everyone else here to go ahead and take some shots at Christine as well. He wants to see who's going to be able to hold their own here and find something that he can be so upset with that will validate his tirade that he's about to go on.
2: Specifically, he looks at Mary because he probably forgot Mary was sitting next to him for the majority of that conversation until he needed someone else to join in here because we know Robin gave it all she had. There's really not much left up there. She's she's not good on her toast. She already went through the material that they rehearsed. So we need someone who's good at insulting people off the cuff. And that would be Mary.
1: That's why you're here. That's why you got the invite text, probably. But Cody has a real, uh, if you want to call it a pony in the water moment, (laughs) I suppose, I guess we could say, because there are a few claims here that he's saying that Mary looks like the bird that ate the mouse, which is not a turn of phrase from what I can understand. I believe it's the cat that ate the canary would probably be the most recognizable turn of phrase, but maybe those words are too big or specific. Robin doesn't understand that. He had to simplify it to cat and mouse. There are cat and mouse games that you can play. So I don't know if he just mixed those two idioms together to form an idiot idiom.
2: (laughs) Doesn't Robin look like the cat
1: that ate the mouse though? It's halfway down. (laughs) Stuck. It's a big cartoon cat. More like a snake. Digesting. God, we really have to get off the goiter jokes this I'm, episode. I'm. We're just getting started.
2: <laughs> she has enraged us the past two episodes, so I've watch had enough.
1: out. I've had enough, <laughs> and I'm not going to take it anymore.
2: Now, Mary does not take the opening surprisingly because she had an opportunity here. She could have spoke up and maybe gotten herself back into Cody's good graces.
1: Mary has allegedly, supposedly, no idea why Cody would say this to her in this moment. Of all people, why would he suggest that Mary jump in here?
2: How many years do you think Mary complained about Christine to Cody?
1: Oh, endlessly, so long. So long. Because she points out that she has seen the disdain that Christine has had for Mary and for Robin at different times in the marriage. Who hasn't had disdain for Mary? You'd be hard-pressed. Yeah, to find someone who did not have any disdain for Mary.
2: He, I think he said something to her because she had that smirk on her face, which was really annoying at different points in this conversation, just pan over to Mary and she's laughing to herself. What did you think about that? Did you think it was that she was enjoying what she was hearing, that she had something to say and she wanted to join in?
1: Oh, she had something to say, but she has learned long ago to keep those thoughts to herself. Not even long ago, I guess. She's more used to just experiencing things that happen to her now. Just solo. Solo. <laughs> she just internalizes and then moves on.
2: She's not familiar with how to converse in a group anymore.
1: Social skills are kind of lacking now. Yes. After being isolated for so long.
2: <laughs> I had a feeling that maybe Mary was smirking throughout the conversation because she was enjoying watching another sister wife be berated by Cody in front of the group in the way that she has been in the past and no one standing up for that person, just like they did to her.
1: At least it's fair, I guess. (laughs) Equal treatment. We just don't stand up for anybody ever. It's not just because we don't like you, Mary. We just don't like standing up to Cody.
2: He's not impressed by the fact that she doesn't say anything because he gets shitty instantly. Did you see the look on his face when she tried to play the, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, he was very disappointed. And then, yeah, he's still... Going around the room one last time, last call, last chance. Anybody else want to get some licks in here on Christine before we got to go?
2: Robin can't talk because she's been trying to build up some tears. She's trying to get in character here. And it's taken a while for them to, to get to the tear ducks. There's nothing coming. So she has nothing else to add at this point. But why is she crying? Cody knows. It's because Robin came into this family cap in hand, just wanting to be accepted. And here she is being rejected along with
1: him. And this is where Cody kind of goes off on a tangent here where plural marriage is tough. You can feel like you're trapped. And Christine, she's just getting to leave out of it here. And he then proceeds to blame Christine for being the reason that he lives polygamy. But I thought that was Mary because Mary was the one who tricked him into getting married. And then she picked all the extra wives.
2: Yeah, I didn't really understand that given Christine was your third wife and also didn't want you to have a fourth wife. So if anything, she tried to deter you from further living more polygamy.
1: So I don't know if that means that maybe Cody would have left
2: polygamy. If it wasn't for Christine. If it
1: wasn't for Christine. At that point, with Mary and Janelle being what it was, he could have walked away at that point.
2: It's a good theory. Things weren't going so well. But then again, he is trying to blame her for every situation that's ever occurred in his life.
1: I don't think I can give him credit for that because I don't think that's an actual realization that he had. I think he's again channeling emotions that he's upset with Mary about into Christine because he just has to be mad at whichever wife it is. He has to have a scapegoat wife, and that's Christine's role right now. So she's taking the brunt of everything. Mm -hmm. He also still can't sort out his emotions because a lot of this doesn't sound like anger, doesn't sound like sadness, doesn't sound like grief. It sounds like jealousy. It sounds like you are jealous that Christine gets to leave.
2: I think that's what it is. Because we saw him the last few seasons being upset about that, that he can't just leave. They can all just choose to leave, but he can't do that. He's done with this.
1: I think he's jealous that Christine is able to say what she wants and go ahead and do that. Whereas Cody can't just say, I only love Robin.
2: Why can't he say that?
1: I don't know. Because it would be ungentlemanly of him to do that. He would be a bad polygamist if he did that.
2: He's told us that about Mary, that he doesn't care what Mary does. Mary can go marry someone else for all I care. He hasn't told her that to her face that we've seen, but he's told all of America that. Why not just tell Janelle and Mary that you're not into this anymore?
1: I think that part of that probably has to do with Robin. Robin still has this built up ideology that she lives polygamy, even though she doesn't.
2: Mm hmm. She wants to have sister wives. She wants to live plural marriage. I think that he won't do that because of her.
1: Even though we are getting to that point where it looks like that's what's going to happen. Now Cody's afraid that his other wives, who he treats poorly, which is Janelle and Mary, could run the risk of leaving him. So he has to push them away. So that way they can't leave him. He can say that he's already done with them. He rejected them. He rejected them. They did not leave and embarrass him.
2: I can't wait to see how much worse this is going to get because the world doesn't know that they're getting a divorce yet. They announced that publicly in the, in early November 2021. And right now we're sitting at probably late August, early September. He's going to be so much more enraged when he sees that so many people are supporting Christine, including the network who is, has her out there giving interviews and talking about how great life post-Cody is. If you thought this season was bad, just wait.
0: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe,
2: ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Now, just as things calm down, right, it seems like everyone's quiet, Cody sat back in his seat. You can see the wheels are turning. He's thinking he's getting angry. But for the most part, it feels like the temperature is coming down. And then Robin opens her mouth.
1: Well, yeah, we got we got right back into it from commercial break here where it's just the wind is rustling and it's complete silence. Close up shot of every single person in the conversation, because just like when Christine announced her divorce with Cody and we just kind of heard the birds. Cawing in the background and stuff. It's something we're becoming very familiar with this emotion in Christine's backyard.
2: This is where Robin asks Christine if she just wants to spend time with the people that she has good relationships with now within the family, and if she wants space from the people that she doesn't have relationships with at this point.
1: Which I think is just too vague of a question to ask, but Christine knows exactly what Robin means. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you want to have a relationship with me and my kids after this? And do you want to work things out after all these years? Why would she ask that, though?
1: Like, I, yeah. What What is the point of that right now?
2: Why would we want to be friends?
1: I'm not friends with you when I was married to this dude. Why would I be friends with you afterwards?
2: I don't know. On the couch, she seems to think, Robin, that not having Cody in the picture might make it easier for her to have a relationship with Christine now.
1: Uh, no. Yeah. That's not going to happen because Christine's <laughs> like, you know what? I'll just need a little bit of space for now. I think that's what will work best for now. I will continue to pursue the relationships which work for me in this moment because that's the support system that I need to surround myself with. I'm not really in that place to kind of delve in and solve any lasting issues that are there from older relationships that I may not. Basically, what she's trying to say is, fuck off, Robin. Just get out of my face, please, okay?
2: It just reminded me of last season when Robin went and begged Janelle to fix their relationship together. And Janelle was like, I I, I got to think about it. I'll text you when
1: I, uh, if I ever decide if, that I'd like yeah, to do that. Let's let's slide in the if there. The, not, a if, not a when per se, but it's just like when uh, Janelle came over and was asking Mary to fix stuff too during our rewatch that we've been recounting as well. They all have their turns. But I just think it's ridiculous for Robin to, again, have it be victimization for her because now she is being rejected by Christine as well because Christine doesn't want to repair her relationship with me. There is no relationship. It was a functional, surface-level thing that was going on at family gatherings. That's when we would see each other. That's when we would hang out. Sometimes our kids would play together. We don't really have a deep bond.
2: Also, it's fair to say like maybe in the future, but right now I honestly have a lot of animosity built up towards you and obviously Cody, whom you reside with pretty much 100% of the time. So why would you want to have a relationship or build a relationship basically because they didn't have one with someone who has been influenced or continues to influence your ex?
1: Yeah. So this is where Christine has to remind everybody. I'm super close with Janelle, not you three (laughs) not you guys over here not on that side of the table and that's it and that's how it needs to be for now if things change later on down the road cool we can address it then but as of right now it'll just be me and chanel
2: the balls on mary at this point to be like i guess i should have just gotten up and left at this point because why am i here in this conversation
1: yeah i mean that pretty much sums up Most of Mary's involvement in family conversations, especially in recent seasons.
2: First of all, good question, Mary, because you really don't have a purpose for being here because you're not part of the family (laughs) from Cody's own mouth. And two, you have done this where you've pushed other members of the family away when you had your walls up and weren't ready to work on relationships with people. But that's a problem for Christine to be doing it now. Mary is the queen of that.
1: And she's still trying to take a few shots at Christine here, too, about, the again, the disdain that she had for Mary and Robin before. Probably deservedly, I'm sure. I trust Christine's judgment. If she had disdain for Mary and or Robin at any point, I would say it was valid.
2: (laughs) Well, that, of course, is going to set Cody off because now he's upset by Robin being rejected again.
1: But holy smokes, before we get there, Robin had to clarify when she was asking this question it's not a trap question. But I guess, is that like a trick question? That's probably (laughs) similar to what a trick question would be. It's a real question. It's a real question. She's asking Christine.
2: It's not a trapdoor question. Not a
1: trapdoor, not a backdoor situation. (laughs) Christine confirms, I believe you are asking me a real question and I appreciate that you're asking it, but I just love the implication that this basically means that Robin does have ulterior motives when she asks some questions because she had to clarify, this isn't one of those. This isn't a loaded trick question for you to deal with right now. I'm legitimately asking you, can we be friends?
2: Well, then why wouldn't you ask her that privately? Because you know you're asking it in front of the group. You're asking in front of Cody, who's going to lose his goddamn mind, which is what we now see happen.
1: Yes, because what immediately happens is Christine says, thank you for the question, and my answer remains, no. Thank you for the question. (laughs) I appreciate the question. I appreciate your concern, but no, uh, I will not be moving forward with pursuing a relationship with you after I move to Utah.
2: And here's where Cody can't handle it anymore. His precious Ruby, his precious wife, Robin, has been insulted once again by Christine. So he says, she has treated you like dirt from the very beginning. Talking about Christine towards Robin. It's debatable. That's the reason I'm pissed off. You never tried to have good relationships with these people.
1: So Cody finally had the realization. This is the thing I can hang my hat on for this conversation. This is all of the anger that I feel. That's what it is. It's because Christine is treating Robin badly.
2: I truly believe that is where he's angry. Oh, yeah. He's been angry about that for years.
1: He has been angry about it. And now he's putting all of the other anger and associating it down that channel as well, too. And he's saying, yes, this is the source core reason why I am mad about everything in my life.
2: Well, and this isn't even the first time he's come to this realization, because we saw him do this with Mary. He used the exact same argument. Go back to, what was it, season 15? 14? The season where they were arguing about the lots on Coyote Pass, which...
1: It's Let's stretched. Real. Oh, There's yeah. a lot
2: of episodes it's of that. It while. It's the one where Robin circles back. She leaves acting like she's leaving because Mary has left because the two of them have been arguing over lots.
1: That was season 14.
2: That was 14. So that's when he tells Robin, because Mary has now left the conversation, she's going to look for a rental, if I'm remembering correctly. And he tells Robin that Mary has treated her like dirt from the beginning.
1: So this was really interesting to see, because this is Cody's tirade. It's the whole knife in the kidneys. He's grandstanding and spouting off a whole bunch of marriage advice that he holds Christine accountable to, but not himself, apparently. All of these higher callings about polygamy and about marriage and what you need to do to cherish someone in a marriage, but none of these things that he did for Christine, apparently.
2: That was all she was asking. So the irony of him bringing that back to tell her that she doesn't know how to be a married person ultimate irony
1: was pretty shocking yeah
2: (laughs) also all of the women are staring into the distance trying not to make eye contact with anybody and they just look dead behind their eyes
1: the real cherry on top though was when he accuses christine of being the pied piper of coyote pass (laughs) who is apparently just leading the children astray and away from the family by telling them how terrible he is as a father. And a husband, apparently, too, since she's been, according to Cody, running around and talking about this with all of their children all the time. He is
2: the most paranoid person that we've seen on reality TV. Like, He really thinks there is a full on conspiracy theory going on in the background here where Christine has been strategically finding ways to ruin his life slowly before she took all of the money from the house and left.
1: Well, I just love how Christine didn't combat any of this. She's just like, I can't even get into defending each one of those topics.
2: I think that was a a strategy on her part to not respond to anybody's allegations that they've made against her during the conversation.
1: Oh, and definitely in that conversation. Yes, absolutely. Best thing to do to stay quiet. But even with the producer afterwards, too, she's not going into this in the confessional stuff. She's done this for years. She's tired.
2: Again, we saw it. We saw everything happen. We
1: already saw We know that that's not true. That's He's trying to paint a picture here, and it's not real. He's trying to do a pencil sketch and rewrite history like so many other people in this family, <laughs> and it's not working.
2: He's about to make a very dramatic exit, so we're teeing up for that. And he's telling her, you know, thank you for being a blessing coming into this family, because, of course, he has to give a compliment, but then also deliver an insult. Because on the flip side of that, hopefully it will also be a blessing that you're leaving.
1: Thank you for coming. Thank you for leaving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he's stormed off. He's driving through the front yard in his truck.
1: He <laughs> was turfing the yard.
2: Now it's really awkward because it's just all the wives sitting on the porch. And Janelle has gotten up to give a hug to Christine. And Mary and Robin just remain
1: seated. Yeah, because this was... <laughs> It was like Cody coming to the realization that the last 14 years, he's been sucking it up as such a loving husband in this relationship with Christine. Yeah, he gave her a piece of his mind about leaving. I don't think, again, he's just so out of touch with his own emotions and his own actions and motivations for things. He just wanted to hurt her because she hurt him. It's that simple. And he doesn't even realize that. Neither does Mary. Nobody else (laughs) will. Maybe Christine. When she tells her therapist about this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, though, also Cody's upset that Janelle is giving Christine some form of sympathy.
1: Yeah, because Janelle isn't allowed to pick sides, but providing any sort of comfort or support for Christine means automatically, according to Cody, that Janelle has sided against Cody and with Christine in his mind.
2: I don't see how Janelle gets out of this without having to leave him because I just don't see him forgiving her that easily for this. She has entered the scapegoat category in Cody's brain because he's lost Christine now. Mary doesn't have enough of a relationship to blame things on her. It's Janelle now.
1: But Mary does have a take on this because she knows Cody, and she knows those things that he said. Those are things he's been holding in for a long time, and she's glad he finally went ahead and said it. And I was just wondering... Was she glad when he said those things about her? <laughs> it's like he's been holding them in since season
2: 14 when he last said them to you.
1: Since when he yelled them to Robin about it was actually me who was doing those things. <laughs> because the, about never trying to have relationships with those people. Because yeah, again, he can't say you're dissing Robin.
2: He's So he said that to Mary He's told her that she needs to fix her relationships with other people before they could have a relationship again. Um, He's told her that she leaves the table scraps for Robin and treated her like dirt. So the same things. He just is recycling these things. And I believe that soon we will see him say them to Janelle.
1: Oh, very soon. Yeah. Probably before the end of the season, we'll start seeing those sprinkle in. So we'll keep an eye out for that. This is the point where Christine's kind of realizing what's happened here during the blow up. She's kind of assessing some of the information that was thrown around some of the more viable things that we can actually maybe talk about and address christine's pointing out that she doesn't understand why other wives will go and have conversations with cody about their relationship with her instead of coming to her and talking to her about it that's been a source of frustration for her in polygamy
2: it sounds like one of the wives who is doing that is robin Although she tells us she learned early on not to do that because when she would go to Cody and talk about an issue with his sister-wife, it would make him upset. What she doesn't realize is that he's actually upset about people causing issues for Robin and insulting dear Robin.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't think she put two and two together on that one because she knows that he gets upset when she's talking about it. She assumed he was getting upset with her for bringing it up to him, but that's not actually what's happening. He's getting mad at whoever is causing friction between their relationship with Robin. This is where Cody tries to claim and defend that none of the other wives brought any of this stuff to his attention. He's been upset hearing from Christine about what she really feels about the other wives this whole time, from all along, all the way back, the entirety of the marriage. All of that stuff coming to light, that's what made him upset and realize how horrible Christine is as a sister wife.
2: So Robin's getting ready to head out as well. Surprisingly. She did not lose her ride when Cody left. She did drive here separately. But she summarizes what Christine already told her, which is that, so you're going to remain close to the people who you're already close to, and you're going to need space from everyone else.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
2: So then she's like, okay. And she gets up and she walks away. She doesn't give a hug to Christine, doesn't say anything nice, even though Cody has left. She could say something nice to Christine.
1: No, that'll get back to him.
2: Nothing just walks off, and then Mary does the same thing and just follows Robin.
1: Well, Robin said, sorry to see you go, and then walked away.
2: What is that?
1: Sorry to see you go. You
2: say that to a coworker who's worked with you for three months and put in their resignation.
1: At a part-time job. (laughs) Sorry to see you go. Mary not saying anything and just following robin immediately after that was the one without saying mary didn't say a word leaving that was weirder for me
2: oh yeah well what a dick move you've known christine for so much longer than robin has been part of this family and we know there's always been this friction since robin joined the family but the least you can do especially being a wife who's also been alienated from the rest of the family is say something even somewhat decent before you leave
1: This is where we get to hear Robin's whole sob story about how she's tried to talk about their problems with her and Christine. She's only been met with walls and rejection, but Christine makes the point here of making it abundantly clear, well, I don't really want to be friends with someone who's been talking behind my back, and especially not right now. I'm in kind of a vulnerable state.
2: I really want the tea to get spilled on this because it sounds like there's a lot more to Robin than we even know from the show. There's more going on behind the scenes and Christine kind of gives us a little a little glance into that from that comment.
1: And then we see Mary and Robin hug and cry and embrace in the driveway for way too long. <laughs> Longer than I was comfortable for viewing purposes.
2: It was just really awkward that they were still at Christine's house. It was like, can you just go somewhere else and
1: do that? I know, right? Cause it <laughs> I was just waiting for somebody to be like, all right, go on. <laughs> going out now. I got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I've uh, got things to do. Can you please move your car now? I'm blocked in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
2: <laughs> and despite what a shit show that was, Christine tells us that she doesn't regret leaving Cody or moving.
1: Oh, if anything, this conversation has proven to her tenfold that this is the right decision and you should not be sticking around these weirdos.
2: Now we fast forward about a week. It's not exactly a week because Christine's not leaving yet, but it's about a week. And we're out here visiting Janelle at the RV.
1: Yeah, Cody's just going to go ahead and ignore his meltdown. Not going to address it. Not going to mention it. But we are going to go to Janelle's RV. We're going to pick up the trash cans down at the end of the road, drive them up. We're going to direct some of our anger from last week to some of our remaining wives, specifically Janelle today.
2: So Janelle has been trying to keep busy by concentrating on moving forward with her plan to build on the property. She is ready to get out of this RV. She just does not want to tell us that yet.
1: Arizona Public Service came out. That's the electric company. You can't run electricity to an empty lot, as it turns out, which that is what they have. A bunch of empty lots.
2: So that's not great news. Also not great news that her four months is about to be up pretty soon which means that she's going to have to move the RV onto another lot. She's thinking Christine's is probably the one to go to since nobody, nobody wants that land at this point,
1: a brand new vacant lot for us. (laughs)
2: So she's going to have to go to an entirely different spot on the property. And now she's finding out that having electricity there
1: isn't possible. So that means that winter is going to be in question here because that's going to make it pretty rough without electricity. You're going to need generators and you're going to be heavily reliant on the generators to make sure that you get through with heat that you need for your shelter.
2: That just sounds like a Donner party situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least, to happen. again, you're within eyeline of the Shira Chateau, so if Robin's, you absolutely need to.
2: Robin's not coming to save you, and she's not making you a room.
1: No, we know that, but if anything does happen, I mean, you could you could go up there and knock on the door, throw a little stone's throw at the window if you need to.
2: Maybe they need to set a zip line up.
1: Yeah, zip line, I think that that's still an ample play here for sure.
2: They'll have that built faster than this house because Janelle is thinking... Maybe about a year. I would really like to have something built in a year in time for Savannah to start her senior year of school, which just want to remind everyone that they were supposed to have houses built by time. What was it? Gabe and Isabel were graduating from high school
1: or no, Gabe and Gwen. Gabe and Gwen. Right. But Gabe graduated early and that fucked up that whole timeline.
2: It's his fault. That they didn't build the house. It's
1: Gabe's fault. <laughs> okay. It's what it's going to be in Cody's <laughs> mind now.
2: So she's telling Cody all this and he's just like, uh-huh. He's not interested in having this conversation with her. I don't know how she continued to tell him things because it is so obviously like he does not give a fuck.
1: Oh, he's not hearing any of this. He's not processing any of this. But to be fair, everything that Janelle is pitching is kind of useless because they can't do any of this stuff until they pay off the land.
2: Well, that's the story that Cody's sticking to, but she seems to be thinking, They have the means to pay off the land, so why don't they just do it?
1: I guess that that is where it differs between the two of them, because Janelle is saying that they do have funds, and Cody is saying they absolutely do not have funds.
2: Right. We're getting two very different stories there, so that's a bit confusing. I wonder, though, we saw, what was it, a couple episodes ago where Cody said that they gave Christine money from him and Robin. Even though everyone else has said it was from the family fund, I really think he thinks that money is just his and Robin's money and he doesn't want to give any to Janelle because I think that he is doubting, seriously doubting Janelle's commitment to the family and if he can trust her after supporting Christine with the divorce.
1: And now he definitely doesn't want to put any assets in her name. No. For sure.
2: He's afraid he's going to lose more money to Janelle. But anyway, we get back into this because Janelle complains a little bit about how, and we know she's not a complainer, about the fact that Cody has never been engaged in her situation here with getting her a home.
1: He's got his nice big house up on the hill with Robin, but yeah. she's just down here toiling. Remember when he literally left
2: Maddie's birth to make sure that he could come back to Flagstaff to help Robin buy a house?
1: That was an emergency.
2: This is not an emergency.
1: <laughs> and neither was Maddie's We're birth. just
2: about to live in a fifth wheel out in an open piece of land with no electricity or utilities running to it in the middle of winter. Not an emergency.
1: Right. Yeah. And they're just in a weird place. And uh, basically what that means for Cody is that he has become a yes man. He's become so agreeable with all of his wives. He just lets them do as they please and fill him in, which hasn't that been the arrangement for most of his life?
2: Yeah, he didn't seem to have an issue with that until he decided that he was joining the hashtag patriarchy. And now all of a sudden he thinks that he has to have a say in everything.
1: But that's not what's happening. It's Janelle still telling him, hey, here's what I'm working on for this, 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 and this because I have to get all of these things set up so I can like survive the winter
2: and stuff. It's actually funny because all she's doing is trying to follow through with Cody's original plan.
1: And he's over it. It's not fun anymore. It was a cool idea. But that was like years ago. I'm not even sure I'm going to want a baby in eight months. (laughs) He's Michael Scott adopting a child. Exactly what
2: is happening here.
1: (laughs) It's not fun for him anymore. It was cool coming up with the theory. It was fun going to Kinko's and printing out all the charts and convincing everyone to sell their houses in Vegas. Those were all fun ideas and things to do to pass the time. Now he's in a million dollar house with the wife he's always wanted to be with. And he's comfortable. He doesn't want things to change.
2: She's really screwed herself over here because she doesn't have anything that she can sell. She can't sell this lot because who's going to buy it from her? Robin and Cody? Apparently they don't have the money to pay off any of the lots. So how are they going to buy her out on her lot so that she can get out of here so she could cash out?
1: I'll try and buy her out via Victoria's Secret leggings.
2: <laughs> and old My Sister Wife's closet jewelry. Lots and lots of sterling silver. Oh
1: yeah, yoy. So Janelle just wants them to pay up On the money that they all committed as a family, but I don't think she's realized yet. Nobody else is invested in this anymore at all. Do you think that
2: Janelle is still invested in this marriage?
1: Invested in the marriage? Yes, but more so out of obligation than anything else. And like we said, this is the only thing that she has. She was talking and mentioning about how she doesn't give a shit what anybody else is going to do with their land. She's here to build the shit on her plot because she wants what she was promised. She's out here trying to get her house on her land and she can't even get that.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if through the process of supporting Christine and leaving Cody, that maybe she has also come to the conclusion that something she would like to do also in the near future, but she has not set herself up in a way that she can get out of this easily. And now she's trying to get an asset That she can eventually sell if she wants to so that she can leave because right now she is trapped.
1: And that's right where Cody and Robin want her to be.
2: Actually, she's not trapped because she could just ride off in the fifth wheel. She's going to need a truck.
1: She's going to need Cody's truck.
2: Oh, he's not giving her that truck. No,
1: he's not. Sentimental value truck. So now she's really stuck.
2: Stuck on Coyote Pass. For some reason... The producers felt like we had to be subjected to watching Cody and Robin pretend to be a happy family after all of this. And now we get a whole segment about Ari and Saul and Brianna's first day of school.
1: It's all been really difficult for Robin with all the situations going on with the family, but the little kids are going back to school in person. She wants them to feel excited and special about that.
2: Because these kids don't have reasons to feel special in this family every single day.
1: Never. Never. It's it's uh, something that they are left wanting.
2: So it's Ari's first day of school ever. She's going to kindergarten. And it's Saul's first day back in person since COVID had started.
1: Right. He was all virtual last year. So first day of school, back at school. How did it go? It was good. The general assessment, Ari helped out a little friend of hers in her class, trying to make her feel better. I guess she was sad most of the day. She was holding their hand. That was the initial story that we got up front.
2: Right. Cody is so proud of Ari. She is the one child that he is really proud of in this family. And he's bragging about how the teacher was telling them that she was helping the shy kid in class. But then we find out from Ari's own admission
1: that she was bothering this child. Yeah, because it was like, did she help this kid, though? Because I'm having a very hard time following The story because that was Cody's assessment of the teacher's summary to him was she was holding the hand of a friend, helping this girl who was sad or scared or nervous about the first day. Doesn't really sound like that's what was happening.
2: No, Ari tells us that she was making the girl upset. She was the cause for this girl being sad and annoyed all day because she kept trying to run away from her, but Ari kept going after her and trying to befriend her.
1: So Cody had to ask. If Ari was being a pest, which then he has to be quickly reminded Robin had to bust out the spray bottle and give him a (laughs) spritz. We don't use that word. We don't use the pest word, the P word.
2: What is so bad about that word?
1: Not fuck if I know. (laughs) 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 So Ari goes into great detail about what was going on. I have no idea. There were a lot of words and phrases that just seemed out of place when she was explaining things like why would a five-year-old have a man who's engaged in this situation she mentions an engagement of some kind has she secretly been watching the show is she just telling us the story of robin joining the family (laughs) secretly back to us
2: i don't know why does a five-year-old know the saying had a man not had a boyfriend not i don't know had a crush Had a man, had a man then got broken up with, I think was part of the story. It was very confusing.
1: Somebody got dumped and she was laughing about it. I don't know what that was all about. I didn't like that tone.
2: So then Robin asks Ari because helicopter parent, if Ari was nervous when she dropped her off, the kid was fine. The kid went, she went into school. She made it through the whole day. She's home now. She's telling you she had a good time. It was an okay day. Maybe let's not get her more nervous for tomorrow by telling her, implying that she should have been nervous today when she got left there.
1: Right. Because Ari does mention, yeah, there was, you know, it's the first day of school. Do I want to go to school? Uh, But I would rather hang out with mom and go to school, hang out with mom. I got engaged. Yeah, I got engaged. It was was a big day. That's stuff to do. So let me do it. But this is where we're learning that Ari probably wanted to stay with them. Not as much as Robin and Cody wanted Ari to stay with them because that's the problem here, right? Is that she's their last kindergartner. So this is like a real big moment. You got to savor it.
2: Real big bonding moment for Cody and Robin as they cry in the minivan as Ari runs off into the school.
1: Yeah, because then we get a little bit of defense for Cody's fatherhood here because when the kids were little, Cody was a good dad. A lot of past tense. Cody was a good dad. That's from Janelle and Mary who are trying to give him credit. And then Christine, she doesn't really speak directly about what things were and how they are now. Christine's just focusing on we have good memories. Let's not hone in on negative times. Just keep the focus on the good memories and just leave it at that.
2: Yeah, that was a nice little uh, ad there about how she left partially because she wanted her kids to still have good memories.
1: So the only kid who's going to have the best memories is probably Ari. She is the 18th child and seems to be the last child, unless you count baby Annabelle or (laughs) spirit baby. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, so we have to just cherish this and engage with her every day. That's what Cody's learning from all of this, these moments that are just flying by. And it's just it's okay to overlook all the kids in the middle as long as you really soak it in on that last one. Soak it in. And
2: then Cody asks everyone if they had a good day at school and they all walk inside like a big, happy family. The end.
1: The end of the episode. <laughs> not the not the whole story, because I still got to circle back and ask for some follow-up details because, I don't know, Ari's story doesn't make sense.
2: Next episode, Christine reveals she's open to getting married again someday. Janelle frustrates Cody when she makes another change to her living situation. After packing up Christine's house, McKelty urges the family to get together for one last awkward goodbye.
1: Oh, and it looks awkward. It looks like it's going to be a good time.
2: Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com survivingpod.
2: Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.